0: Autobots transform. <laughs> well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Pickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 33 of Transformers Armada. It is Sacrifice.
1: This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Armada, Hotshot faced fears from his past and conquered them in order to save Sideswipe. And in this episode, some very cool opening shots. Mm-hmm. We're on the moon and. Thrust has come up with his best plan yet, and it keeps switching
0: for back and forth between like just Megatron highlighted, sitting on his throne with like his red kind of thing behind him, and then it, it shows Thrust, and it looks like he's highlighted, too, but, like in behind
1: him. Yeah, yeah. It's very artistic. It's very cool. Uh, but what they talk about is that they effectively have no other choice now. They must attack the Autobots directly, and Megatron says to Thrust, like, hey, this is your last chance, dude. Yep. Don't screw this one up, or you won't get another one. And we all know
0: that's not true. And opening bumper... <laughs> And when we come back, we're out in the woods and Rad tells us in a voiceover that the Autobots were mysteriously
1: informed that the Decepticons are out in the jungle. Here's what I don't get. Sorry, here's one of the many things I don't get about this show. Why did you have to put the rad voice over in? Why couldn't you have had one of the Autobots say, so why are we out here, Optimus? And Optimus yeah. says something, oh, you know, I think it's a lead or something. Well, I hope it's not a trap. Yeah, like, that's all you needed. Well, yeah, exactly. Because Rad's even says,
0: little, did they know they were walking into a trap? And Dang. a hotshot is like, well, how come we didn't bring the wreck
1: william blaster if the Decepticons are going to be here? And they're like, shh! don't say that (laughs) because then it's time for another voiceover basically just about telling us what the Requiem Blaster is that it got used that the minicons are pacifist old news at this point but it does have a quick shot of smokescreen in that very Armada thing of trying to talk to the Minicons and saying, yeah, I know, that's what you said is we're going to save you. Oh, I don't know what you're saying. Like, that happens so much where somebody understands a line they say and then the next line they say it's like, I can't make heads or tail of them. Mm -hmm. He uses the the tried and true method of working around
0: language barriers by talking louder and more slowly (laughs) (laughs) to
1: assure them they're safe here with me. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go to, um, I guess we kind of cut between Alexis and Jetfire who... At the same time, realize that the Decepticons are not going to attack due to their fear of the possibility of the use of
0: the Requiem blaster. But then Laserbeak, he's here too, he sees Starscream approaching and Optimus
1: is like, nobody shoot, let him make the first move. Which he does because <laughs> he has the stars, actually maybe he doesn't make the first move, he has the Star Saber either way, and he starts flying around and like calling the Autobots out from hiding, like yeah, calling um, them cowards. Get out here and, and then, fight. Yeah, and then he begins
0: to burn the forest to the ground. Yep, and you know that's always, you know, the line in the sand for these guys but uh, <laughs> Optimus orders the Autobots to move out and now on a cliff overlooking this valley that they're in Megatron and, and uh, Thrust are up there and he wants to know why this plan isn't going according to plan but I guess this is part of the plan making things hot for them down there
1: which is what Thrust says but knowing his character it wouldn't surprise me if he's like uh uh yeah this is what I planned yeah <laughs> Optimus <laughs> decides that he and Jetfire should uh join into Jet Optimus thing and then Megatron orders not tidal wave, it is shockwave. This is the second or third time mm. that they call him shockwave. That's shockwave, and he orders him to intercept. And he has, like, Dr. Claw's voice. He's like, yes,
0: Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> Which is appropriate. <laughs> kind of reminded me of, like, Lurch from the Addams Family, too. Like, yes,
1: Mr. Addams. <laughs> I can hear Yeah, I see that now. I see that now. Um Anyway, what... Uh, so, oh yeah, um, Shockwave is approaching, but then Megatron, or Thrust, I forget, realizes Optimus doesn't have this, the Requiem blaster on him, it must be with the other Autobots in the ground, so Shockwave is sent down to attack them. Yep, and he just lands in a lake, and the Minicons
0: standing on his deck start blasting, and I guess Demolisher can see the Autobots now, because he tells Megatron, neither Blur nor Hotshot have the blaster either.
1: Yeah, and then the Decepticons talk a lot, this episode had a lot of again this is a thing armada does specifically of them saying one thing and then three lines later contradicting it and that makes me zone out faster than anything what brought me back was a cutaway to rad with him saying can somebody just tell me what's going on (laughs) and i was like (laughs) oh my god i relate with rad well
0: because as soon as a starscream gets the sword out to attack uh, ultra mega super thing all of a sudden now there's a thunderstorm and the kids watching this, I guess through laser beak, can't see through the rain. So that's why Rad's like, What
1: the hell is going on? I didn't get it either way. But uh we though Thrust then he flies in close enough to observe the fight between Optimus and Starscream, and this never pays off in any way. But then back to the base I, I don't know what happened, but I know how it ends. It's with Sideways. But like, yeah. what happened here where Fred was seeing himself and then it was clips of the show?
0: Well, yeah, I had it down. Like, it's like the security cameras and all the different rooms Like it keeps cycling between those and Red Alert can't figure out what's going on. He says there's something wrong with the switcher, I guess. But then Sideways comes on the screen and commercial break.
1: And when we come back, Optimus and Starscream square off. <laughs> Optimus asks Starscream, like, what's your end goal if you beat me? And Starscream says, and I wrote Wrote this down. Oh, I can't now, Optimus Prime. You're just stalling me for time. Well, to answer your question. <laughs> t- Dude. <laughs> you walked right into his trap while calling it a trap. Anyway. um Yeah, Optimus tries that thing where he, he tries to convince Starscream that the Minicons don't want to fight. Oh, yeah, pretty much. And then
0: streams like, yeah, I don't care about that. And then at 10 minutes and 50 seconds, did you notice this? It shows some spiral-shaped thing. Yeah. Green stuff coming out of it, just falling only time it's ever shown, and then Starscream attacks Optimus.
1: Yeah, it looked like a seashell with, like, yeah. Ninja Turtle mutagen inside it. But, yeah, just out of nowhere, and poof, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then it's never there again. I wouldn't be surprised if in the original Japanese version, there's a couple shots like that, and it's, like, some artistic significance of, like, the leaves fall from the tree and death comes upon it, something, every nature falls, but they just cut as much of that out so they could have more dialogue, which yeah. happens here, because <laughs> (laughs) because Because Optimus Prime says, My mission is to liberate the Minicons, and they make up the Star Saber. And then Starscream says, Then come and get it! (laughs) To which Optimus immediately replies, Forget the Minicons! (laughs)
0: Jesus. Yeah, and then it's just more of Starscream yelling and swinging the sword around, but then all of a sudden, the Star Saber stops glowing, and Optimus is like,
1: See? They don't want to fight. Which, (laughs) I don't know if that's true, because it's going to turn on later, but whatever. Uh, But then all the other Autobots show up, and... There's a lot of back and forth, but Starscream starts to realize he's been abandoned. Well, yeah, because he yells for help from Shockwave, I guess, and
0: Cyclonus, who we haven't even seen yet. But instead of them, the other four Autobots show up and he flies up away from the Autobots and yells for help again, but there's no response. But
1: then the kids call into Optimus, like, they, they're they all calling in, and saying, hey, the uh, the base is under attack by the Decepticons, and the Autobots realize, oh, crap, this was all a diversion, so they warp away as Starscream is coming down to hack at Optimus, yeah. and he, Optimus warps away, it's a great time shot, and then Starscream has his, yeah, moment where he's, you know, I cursed the Megatron. Yeah, why have you
0: abandoned me, and now I the Autobot base the place is just trashed and the mm-hmm. kids I guess they were hiding in this little grate in the wall that they tell the Autobots Megatron knew all about their manually activated automatic defenses knew how to get past them because sideways must have told him
1: yeah and then okay this confused me initially because it cuts to smokescreen who is in the room with the Requiem blaster minicons it's the same room they were in at the start when he didn't know what they were talking about and now he's telling them to be careful it at, initially it felt like a flashback but I guess this is just in another part of the base yeah he's just
0: hiding in here with them i guess trying to because he's telling them you know keep quiet so they won't find you and they kind of r2d2 bit of stuff he's like no no i told you be quiet and then he says i think i can actually understand you now but then megatron blasts down the wall
1: yeah he, he totally can't understand them anytime anybody says i think i can understand you to a minicom my first thought is you're lying <laughs> Under that, or they said one thing, and you're hearing something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, But yeah, you're right. Megatron's standing there, and th- there's a lot of bravado and talk. Give me the minicons. And then we cut to the Autobots finding Red Alert. Oh, oh Megatron's with Thrust. And then the uh, they f- the Autobots find Red Alert, who is in a firefight with the rest of the Decepticons. Yeah, they're taking a the cover around a corner
0: from Demolisher, Cyclonus, and Wheeljack, and Hot Shutter and Blur right across the hall. and. Now Optimus and Jetfire are here, but then they hear Smokescreen screaming.
1: Yeah, they come around the corner, and he's on the ground, uh, Megatron standing over him, Who, and Megatron now has the Requiem Blaster in blaster mode.
0: Yeah, well, th- that's what I have down, is Megatron holding the Requiem Blaster, tells Smokescreen to get out of the way so he can get the Minicons that form the Requiem Blaster. Blaster.
1: Okay, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, that's. A, you know what? This is a pretty decent episode, and there's a couple logical fallacies I'll just turn a blind eye to, mm. or have to, but um, then Megatron aims at Optimus, and everybody stands there like a schmuck. Well, yeah, I guess the Decepticons just
0: stop firing, and... Megatron goes on about the irony of these cowardly wimps combining to form the most powerful weapon in the universe. But Smokescreen, he's heard enough for one day. He throws his cable
1: and hook around the Requiem blaster and starts pulling on it. And before we get to the part where Smokescreen takes a full shot from the Requiem blaster, point Blank in the chest. This is the thing that gets me about... I, I don't want to just say anime because there are other cartoons that do this. Action cartoons do it specifically. Where people shout out either shout out their move as they're, you know, doing it. So it's like, well, your opponent knows what's coming and they're going to deflect it. Or in this case, the the bad guy is standing there monologuing about how I'm going to kill you in the next 30 seconds. Somebody pull a gun out and shoot him. I'm yes. not saying you're going to kill Megatron, but <laughs> at least maybe you'll hit him and you'll ding his shoulder and you'll fire off and he'll miss Optimus yeah. and you can run or like the amount of standing around in this show while done for budgetary reasons, I'm sure is quite annoying at times.
0: But yeah, instead of getting this thing free from Megatron pulling on it, he ends up pointing it directly at
1: himself and Megatron blasts him with it point blank. And then blasts and blasts and keeps on blasting and then slowly blasts him through a wall as he screams in agony. It's a hell of a shot. Oh, yeah. And then finally stops.
0: Mm -hmm. And this, again, I've said it before, this is why this should have been Ironhide.
1: He gets back up. Exactly. He doesn't just get back up. He gets back up with most of his torso missing. Yeah, like, there, there is, is a hole, hole in the middle of him. <laughs> that's like 80% of his torso. Um, And he kind of stumbles out. And, th- th- okay, this didn't make sense, but also did make sense. Thrust is like, uh, Megatron, maybe we should just leave since you have the thing you wanted. Megatron's like, yeah, yeah. So they rah, they disappear. But, megatron you really should have just opened fire on the rest of them and then warped out yes still it's not like <laughs> what usually happens where they're like oh the you know the tide has changed yeah two percent out of our favor run away <laughs> this time he could have really anyway he doesn't
0: but yeah once they're gone smokescreen he was kind of on his knees before but he just falls right over and he tells optimus he tried to protect the
1: minicons and that's it he's dead Well, it's not just it, because it's all done in the wrong order. What happens is Optimus has a solemn moment where he's like, you did good, and we all, like, you know, he's dead. And they all salute, and they have their moment. And then Optimus, after he composes himself, puts his hand down and goes, (laughs) "No!" That's the wrong order, Optimus. You're supposed to scream no, then compose yourself and say, he died like a soldier. Anyway, voiceover from Rad, surprise.
0: Here's the plan! We trick the Autobots into coming into the jungle and then take the Requiem Blaster from them. But that plan fails when the Autobots obviously don't have it with them, so it's time for Plan B. It's not here, it must be at their base. Except they don't say that. In fact, the Autobots think it was Megatron's plan all along to attack their base while they were distracted at a place where they expected the Decepticons to expect them to have the thing they left behind at the base in the first place? sure. And speaking of things made of minicons at the Autobot base, where the hell is the Skyboom shield? Kind of ironic that the guy whose job it has been for how many episodes now to lug this thing around is the one that ends up getting shot because it's the one time he doesn't have it? Do those minicons not want to fight anymore either? Well, that'd be alright, except a shield isn't a weapon, unless you beat someone over the head with it or throw it at them. You're not fighting by being a shield, you're defending. Not only that, you'd be defending the guy who was trying to defend your friends. What's the point of being able to turn into a shield if you aren't going to do it. And these other guys, if they're not going to form the damn gun for Smokescreen to defend them, why did they form it for Megatron to kill Smokescreen? The guy that was trying to protect them. Did just
1: manually here we are at the end of another episode of the transformers Pickers podcast show it was sacrifice paul what would you like to kill about this episode uh the translation i
0: think is where this is missing some things because i agree. guarantee it, it again if you could speak or understand japanese i bet it all made sense like in thrust's plan he was, it was, obvious to us, he was making it up as he was going along. Maybe in that one, he actually realized, oh, look, Megatron, they don't have the thing here. It must be there. Maybe he actually said that. Would have made a lot more sense, right?
1: Yeah, and I also feel like I referenced, where well, you pointed it out, but I referenced how like that, the falling shell, that snail shell, felt like it was, it was the last bit of some artistic moment that they forgot to cut out, but they got the rest of it. Yeah. I, I do fully agree with you that this feels like it was riddled with issues because of translation, yeah. but it really changed things up. Oh, yeah. Like, Smokescreen is dead, although I doubt that'll last, and Starscream has, like, f- maybe been pushed to the brink, although I doubt that'll last. I, You know what? Okay, I'm not going to be pessimistic, Paul. I really hope this is the beginning of real progression in this overall story. Yeah, like an actual
0: schism, I guess, on the Decepticons. Like, is Starscream now out for himself? Kind of like he did... In prime, or yeah. dare I even say it, kind of like Dinobot did in Beast Wars. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I I hope it's that. I don't want to set my hopes too high because I feel this show like Smokescreen's not really dead, and <laughs> Starscream's gonna go back to Megatron. Like I, I assume that's gonna happen, but I hope it that this show has has the balls, the <laughs> testicular fortitude to do something <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, but. An overall pretty good episode not bad
0: not bad at all
1: the next episode paul and i are going to review is regeneration if you want to just see the same old growth again and again you can find <laughs> us on twitter i'm <laughs> at john soby paul is at p mcpherson one yeah make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers and until the next episode keep on transforming see you later
0: Let him make the first move.